can killing your friend help you join the Illuminati? And today we take a look at the history and magic of penis worship. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. I took a nap. I don't know if it's technically considered a nap when you started at 7 p.m., but I was tired, man. I woke up, and it was dead silent outside, and I'm like, okay, fine, and I'm kind of like bustling around the house, getting stuff together to record this podcast, and it was so creepily quiet outside, I started to think, like, did I die? That's always my go-to thought. Like, if I walk outside and there's no cars or people, I'm always like, maybe I'm dead, And then, of course, once I start recording the podcast, a bunch of cars drive by. So it's just going to be one of those kind of nights. So I wanted to start the episode off with this is, again, and I know this show has had a lot of these stories. Stories that I've come across in the past and I've been like, oh, yeah, man, I really want to talk about this. And I never really had an outlet for it other than, like, forums. Now, so this story was, it's a couple years old. It's fascinating, though. I remember reading it, and I was thinking, this, I, I want, if I could sit in any trial in America, I would sit in this trial. So this happened back in 2013. There were two young men. This was in West Virginia, I believe. Yeah, in, in Virginia. There are these two young men, these two young rappers, and they're sitting there, they're smoking weed, listening to music, talking about you know, gravity (laughs) and talking about the Illuminati and talking about like all this stuff, you know, as 20 year old men will do when they're smoking weed or anyone will do when they're smoking weed. And then, so one of them, Wafik Sabir El-Amin. So we'll call him El-Amin from here on out. He goes, hmm. He gets, gets this little nugget in his brain. He realizes something. Some A plan that he's always known now finally has to take place. So he gets up, and he gets his gun. And he walks back into the living room, and he points it at his friend's head. Now his friend is... So his friend, Curtis Brown, is sitting there, and Elamine walks up to Curtis Brown. It's in, I imagine it's like a house, and it's full of like red lights, and there's a bunch of smoke everywhere, they're casting spells. And he points his gun at his friend, childhood friend, brown and says you are my sacrifice and he goes to pull the trigger now despite how drunk curtis brown or stoned or probably both curtis brown was he reaches for his gun as well and they have a brief shoot off brief shoot out is the term and elamine the idiot who fired the first shot got shot in the stomach brown the bullet just grazed past his head and he actually lost some vision because of, like, bone fragments. I, I, like, when I say graze, I like at the side of his head or whatever. And so, anyways, it came out, and when the store, when Elamine first got arrested, what happened was he was so into the Illuminati that he believed that, not into the Illuminati, that's what he wanted. He believed that to be a rap superstar, both these guys are rappers, to be a rap superstar, he had to murder, he had to give a blood sacrifice to the Illuminati. Once he did that, the Illuminati would accept him in, and then he would be world famous. And that's why he said, you are my sacrifice. Now, El Amin says, no, 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 that didn't happen. He shot at me first, and I was trying to defend myself. But El Amin was found guilty. I think he's got eight years for the crime. 
Brown was like, yeah, no, he was talking about the Illuminati all the time. And and they found a bunch of Illuminati related materials in his room. And it, it was just such a weird story. And and I remember reading at the time and I go, I'm surprised this kind of doesn't happen more often. Adding the drugs into the whole mix and people and maybe it does. It probably doesn't actually. But, you know, I was like, I wonder why this doesn't happen more often. People get so worked up about this stuff like, oh, I want to be rich and famous. And but the Illuminati control everything. And I can't, you know, I'm not a member of the bloodline. So I'm going to start looking at these rituals and stuff like that. A lot of times you'll see people, especially on 4chan's X board, they'll talk about um, deals with the devil, deals with the devil. And I'm sure some aspect of that is real. Some aspect of that works in some sense. But yeah, I was like, I'd love to sit in that courtroom because I'm thinking, are they going to... How how many times am I going to hear these lawyers have to talk about the Illuminati in this courtroom? The trial was only two days, too. I mean, it was a pretty cut and dry case. But again, it's just such a... A weird story this young man he's lucky he didn't get killed and that he's lucky he didn't kill the other guy and he's just doing eight years because that would have been even worse that's not the way it works you just don't shoot your friend in your squalid apartment in the middle of the afternoon and then call 1900 illuminati and get a membership like if a group like that does exist how would they even know you did that it doesn't make any sense now Speaking of that, speaking of friendly sacrifices to the Illuminati, guess who caught another body? Guess what A plus name recognition, but B plus celebrity status singer recently lost another friend in the same way she lost her first friend. Of course, I'm talking about Lady Gaga. We did an episode on her way, way back when I was talking about conspiracy theories that I actually kind of believe. And one of the ones I actually kind of believe was that Lady Gaga killed her songwriting companion back before when she was just Stephanie Germato. If you remember um, this girl who had like the image and the look and all that stuff and was already making music and making videos and stuff like that, fell off of a building, fell off of a ledge and died. And there was questions of whether or not she committed suicide or if she was just clumsy or drunk or whatever. Lady Gaga had another friend, a guy named Zombie Boy, who's covered in like head to toe and tattoos. He fell off his balcony. And you're like, Jason, people fall off balconies. Fair, that is fair. But he falls off his balcony and Lady Gaga tweets out, the suicide of friend... Rick Genest, Zombie Boy, is beyond devastating. We have to work harder to change the culture, bring mental health to the forefront, and erase the stigma that we can't talk about. If you are suffering, call a friend or family today. We must save each other. And I agree with that sentiment. The problem is, he didn't commit suicide. He was ruled as an accident. And his family were like, no, he had plans, like, way ahead. Like, he had made all these plans. He was talking, he was fine. It wasn't suicide. He's, it, it was an accident. Uh, she had to do a second tweet where she's like, out of respect for Rick's family, Rick and his legacy, I apologize if I spoke too soon, as there was no witness or evidence to support any conclusion for the cause of his death. I meant in no way to draw an unjust conclusion. So, mm. I mean, generally, if you knew someone who fell off of something, I don't think you would jump to the conclusion that they committed suicide unless you knew something other people didn't. So that's two two people, 
two very close friends that Lady Gaga has known who have both tumbled off of high buildings. I remember reading something a long time ago, and it said the CIA considers throwing people off buildings to be the perfect murder tool. Because there's no evidence. There's no fingerprints. There's nothing. They just, people tumble out of a building, and that's it. So who knows? Did Lady Gaga sacrifice someone else for the Illuminati? The case continues. But we'll see. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to our last story of the night. And that is the story of penis worship. Now, penis worship is something that has popped up on the conspiracy iceberg. And of course, it's something that immediately draws your eye because it sounds so weird. And it's actually a fairly cut and dry story with a little twist at the ending. Now, there of course have been cultures that have worshipped penises. It's a sign of fertility. You can, you know, they'll draw it on cave paintings and that like the obelisk in Egypt has been considered like a fertility thing. There's all sorts of penis-shaped statues in India or, you know, penis-shaped towers in India and so on and so forth. So penis worship in and of itself isn't too rare. I wanted to focus on some of the more interesting, weird stuff here. And that was Jesus's foreskin. Now, this is an interesting story because it's something that I never really thought about. I think it's more in the Catholic realm. But when Jesus was born after eight days, due to Jewish tradition, he was circumcised. I guess there used to be eight days after Christmas, the day of the holy circumcision. But it's, they, don't, they don't celebrate it anymore. But anyway, so after eight days, they circumcised poor little baby Jesus. And in the apocryphal book of Thomas, which is like a book of the Bible that's actually not in the Bible. It's something that isn't considered canon. It's funny. That's where that word comes from. When stuff, canon, canonical, was a biblical term, a, a term to refer to the Bible. And now canon refers to is the alien versus predator requiem canon with the new predator movie coming out it's completely ridiculous but anyway so the book's non-canonical the they say that they took off his foreskin and then gave it to a guy and said put this in a box of liquid not you know you know like preserving liquid and don't sell it no matter how much anyone offers you and they're going to offer you a ton of money so he ends up selling it And he ends up selling it to Mary Magdalene, of all people. And she's the hooker who ends up becoming Jesus's kind of best friend later on, or confidant later on. But anyway, so you have Jesus's foreskin. And the reason why this is important, and I didn't realize this until I was like halfway through like researching this, because again, I'm not really thinking relics. Catholics are all into the relics. But the story of Jesus is that he dies on the cross. He comes back three days later. He's walking around town for a while. And then eventually he flies into the sky. He's drawn back up into heaven. So he didn't die. He had no bones left behind or anything like that. But he left his foreskin behind. Because that was taken off of him when he was a baby. I mean, obviously fingernail clippings and hair stuff would would have been around too. Anything that wasn't on him when he flew away. But now they have this little piece of skin and they're like, this is the last remaining part or the last remaining like, you know, there's hair and fingernail clippings. Someone might have those. But this is like the last remaining like flesh of Jesus on the planet Earth. The rest of him is gone. And so it had this storied kind of history. It didn't pop up again until 600 AD when Charlemagne gave it to this pope. He said, hey, thanks for, you know, helping me out, Pope. Here is a gift for you. Opens it up. A little piece of shriveled flesh. What's this? Ah, it's nothing. Ah, 
picked it up a swap mate it's just jesus's foreskin it there's been a lot of you know a lot of times with these relics they kind of pop up everywhere people this one church says they have it this other church says they have it and you see that with the ark of the covenant too there's a couple of churches that claim to have the ark of the covenant and then eventually in they they kind of set it's kind of settled that there's a church in calcutta that actually has the foreskin that is the one that passed down from the pope from charlemagne to the pope and so forth and what's interesting is that people used to make pilgrimages there because it would cure you of all sorts of illnesses, holding it or being around. They probably didn't let them hold it, but you know what I mean? Like being around it, it would help. It would make barren women fertile and it would like, I don't know, help your back and all that stuff. And in 1983, it went missing. In 1983, according to a priest, a group of men broke into his house and stole it. And now nobody knows where it's at. And the theory has always been that the thieves were the Vatican. They were like, you know what? This is causing, this foreskin is causing way too much trouble for us. It looks ridiculous as far as like, we're trying to be like a modern church and we have people praying to a shriveled piece for all that. All we know is like a grapefruit, a rotted, rotted apple or something like that. I don't know why foreskin looks like an apple, but you know, Catholic churches like this is causing way too much trouble. They actually threatened to excommunicate anyone who even talked about it. They got so tired of hearing about this stupid foreskin thing. So they took it. That's the theory. You know, it's also interesting to think, though, that in 1983, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, as we're moving forward, if you wanted to clone Jesus, that's what you would have wanted to get your hands on. And that could have been a preemptive thing, too. The Vatican could have been like, yes, we're tired about hearing about the stupid foreskin. It's dumb. It's ridiculous. It makes us look like a bunch of backward pagans. But at the same time, if it is accurate, we should probably get it in our hands. Because if somebody wants to try to do some tomfoolery, um, let's, you know, that's what I would, you know, that's what they're going to do. They're going to get it and they're going to clone him or whatever. I wonder if he'd be cloned. I wonder if he'd have the beard if he cloned him. And I understand he doesn't pop out of like a cloning chamber in his robes and stuff like that. But like, I wonder if there's, and I know that like the typical image of Jesus is the white guy is inaccurate. He was more Middle Eastern, obviously, because he was Jewish, but he still was known for having a beard and all that stuff. I just say, yeah, it would be interesting. He's cloned. He has holes in his hands. Interesting. It's not interesting. It's absolutely foolish. But anyway, so people worship that little piece of flesh because it was the last remaining part of their God. And I think that's what's interesting is that you, if you believe that Jesus died and came back to life and is now in heaven and preparing the eternity for you, but you, you could visit, you could actually visit a piece of him. That's amazing. Like, I can't think of any other religion that really has that. I think in Islam and in Judaism, you can walk the streets and you can go to the places where these people have been. Did you know... Do you know in Mecca what it is? It's a meteorite. A meteorite hit the desert and it's like this holy rock. It's a that's I I don't necessarily want to like visit Mecca just because I don't want to be around that many people. It seems like there's like a million people there and they just walk around a circle. But I'm sure like to actually look, it was I, I, I think it's like an obsidian meteorite. It's a meteorite that they built a giant cube around this giant holy structure and people most people don't know this either just out of camera like when they show those shots of mecca just out of camera are just hotels and like fast food diners it's turned into basically like a small tourist city because people have to travel there and someone's like hey let's put up a mcdonald's i don't know if they actually have mcdonald's but just out of the camera shots it's like a tourist trap there's just 
buildings everywhere. It looks really holy. Pan the camera back and you see like a Holiday Inn. Now, of course, so that's the story of penis worship, quote unquote penis worship. And you knew I wasn't going to end it there, right? You knew I wasn't going to just tell an interesting story about religion and the physical and the metaphysical because I thought that's what penis worship probably is, but I have to do a little bit more like I did with golf rumors, like I did with the uh, ocean at night. I found out there is a church now that does nothing but worship the penis. They are called St. Propius, Priapus Church, a North American church. They just love uh, giving each other blowjobs and they consider that is the, the sacrament they blow each other and they swallow the semen and they're like, yes, you are inside of me. They have their book, their Bible. It's called The Scripture of the Holy Seed. It's basically like a softcore porn, apparently softcore porn, but it's written like the Bible. So there's like apparently verses and things like that. You can go to their website, of course. I'll have it linked below, templepropius.org, where you can register and declare yourself so I'm going to have to say right now, for us to continue this episode, I'm going to have to start using some not-safe-for-work language. I try to stay away from it just because I know people listen to it at work. So have a great day if you've listened to it so far. If you're listening to it at work, put on headphones. You can go to this website, Temple Papias, and create an account so you can register and declare yourself as a cock worshiper. They have a chat room, of course. If you just want to sit there and jack off thinking about other guys blowing each other. Oh, you have to log in to do that. And let's take a look at today's cock prayer. So these guys are like full in on the penis worship. Like this is what they want to do. Which, hey, you know what? Whatever. Knock yourself out. So as I'm trying to read this. This is the part. This is their prayer to the god Phallus. Now, there is a small paragraph of information. And I, there is a, at least, there's probably about a 12-inch photo of an 8-inch dick staring at me as I'm trying to read this. So I'm going to make this fast. Okay, so here, let me read a bit of this here. There's anything interesting. Our lips and mouths are honored to worship thee. Our, our arseholes are consecrated by receiving thee. Flesh in flesh we are sanctified by thy holy presence. And enriched beyond understanding by the life-giving come. So these guys are just... I think these guys are probably like a bunch of gay dudes who really, really, really love dick. So they've decided to form a whole religion around it. It's probably a bit of a tax shelter, honestly. And it gives them an excuse to just walk around naked and blow each other. And not like they really needed an excuse. I guess they're gay, but they're, they worship the cock as like their god. Now, again, I think it's probably more of like a parody religion. But, you know, if it makes them happy, whatever, they're not bugging me. They're not, I'm not like walking to work and I'm like, whoa, 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 and some dude's sucking my cock. And he's like, don't worry, this is religious. But, you know, whatever. But again, I thought, well, I don't think that's what penis worship is. So I dug just a little bit deeper, and I wish I hadn't, because I uncovered something really, really disturbing. And I don't know why I continue to get disturbed by stuff. I've done episodes on YouTube monkey torture. That was disturbing. That episode didn't appear on YouTube either, by the way. I, I didn't. I'm such a new channel, and it has to do with YouTube failing to regulate their own stuff that it's not on YouTube. To hear YouTube monkey torture, you have to go to the 
podcast. It's actually the Golf Rumors episode, I think. But anyway, so... Speaking of disturbing stuff, so I, I scrape it just a little bit deeper, and I found there is an entire subculture on Pornhub, not a site I normally go to, I have to say, because I'm, I'm always talking trash about porn, but because I'm looking for, at dick worship, I got a bunch of Pornhub stuff. There is a subculture on Pornhub about dick worship. Now, it gets even weirder than that. Now, of course, there are a big side, a big, like, growing subgenre in Porn is, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, like feminization or um, mind control, where you watch these videos and it basically reprograms your mind to make you want to be transgender. It's really getting really popular, really fast, actually. Now, their stuff is all about like, oh, yeah, you suck a dick, blah, blah, suck a dick. It's like always set to like a Britney Spears song. It's really bizarre. And I'm like, oh, man, I really like that Britney Spears song. Like, do I keep listening to this video? Because, again, like, there's <laughs> you're like, Jason, how do you know about this stuff if you don't watch porn? It's I this is going to sound weird, but I have to do research. Anyways, the point the point is, is that. Uh, feminization sissy mind control stuff is like a britney spears song and it's just like pictures of women and then like them blowing blowing dudes are getting fucked or whatever yeah we're going all out i'm gonna shut off the filter here so so this isn't that even this is mind control and it is dick related but it's even more subculture than sissy videos right these are this the the video in question it's a great name. I mean, I immediately had to click on it once I saw the name. This video in question is called Surrender <laughs> Surrender to the Dark Demon <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I have to be professional. Surrender to the Dark Demon Lust inside you. And I'm like, what is this video? I'm trying to find stuff like I just Googled in penis worship or dick worship and a bunch of Pornhub stuff came up and I said, well, you know, I'll check it out because it might be related or something. And I see that and I was like, I have to click on that. I have to click on that. It's bizarre. And it's this, it was just the tip of this iceberg. So apparently there is this, this big watch here. Let me pause it because I had to pull the video up. There we go. There is a subculture on, in pornography, apparently definitely on Pornhub. It's it is gay dick worship, Satan worshiping. So this video is like, mm, yeah, you love dick. You love eating dick. Dick is so good. And then like a pentagram is flashing behind the picture of all of these penises. It's the video is 12 minutes long. And I watched enough of it to get an idea of what the content is. But here's the thing. You're like, Jason, okay, cool. You found some creepy side of the internet. Congratulations. Every side of the internet's creepy. Well, what if I told you that this one actually works? That this video apparently can make you gay. Apparently, because I, of course, again, due diligence, I was looking at the comments. It has three hundred over 300,000 views, and it's like 85% rated on Pornhub. I'm looking at these comments, right? And the first guy's like, listen, I uploaded this, but I didn't make it. This was an older video that was uploaded, and then it was taken. The owner took it down for whatever reason. It's this thing to be worshipped. It's almost like this, it's a weird thing that you worship in and of itself. 
And then I'm reading the comments, and here's one of the comments. He used his real name, apparently. Here's one of the comments. This has to be the best vid I have ever seen. I've been working on myself for so long to be the best little cockslut that I can be. Now I can't stomach the thought of having sex with my wife. Hopefully she'll find some lovers. I love cock so much more than her I ever have. And I'll watch this over and over. It is the best thing that ever happened to me. Thank you so much. That comment got eight likes. Another person, watch out, these actually work. People constantly saying, oh, I've watched this for 10 hours in a row. I've watched this for 20 hours in a row. One guy was late for work because he was watching this video over and over again. I haven't watched the video in full. But here's the thing. What if it works? What if it? What if this is the ring video of buggery? What if this is the ring video that when you watch it within seven days, you suck a dick and you can't control it? These people... Love this video. All these comments are like, oh, this is great. Now, a lot of them are like, yes, I used to just be a normal Christian, but now I hail Satan and I love sucking cock. That's an actual, you think I'm exaggerating. Let me actually find that one. Okay, yeah, you thought it was exaggerating. Here's the actual quote. Oh, it's from the same guy. It's from Joseph, the first guy who said about how much he loves this more than his wife. And this is two months after the first comment. So it's not just this one-time troll. This is two months later after his comment saying he loves it more than his wife. I've watched this vid on repeat six days and at work yesterday. I was two hours late, but it's so worth it. I'm so addicted and I just want to keep deepening my addiction for Satan and cock. I finally got my wife to start worshiping Satan. Oh, that's cool. They're sharing this together. I finally got my wife to start worshiping Satan as well as we were stupid blind assholes for Christianity until we found out it's all BS lies. All caps. No punctuation. That's why I'm reading it like that. What if this is real, man? What if this is real? What if this video... Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I probably can't provide the Pornhub link, but I will provide the title of it. You can search it on your own. Now, I have the excuse right now. My internet doesn't work really well, so watching a 12-minute video, I'm actually having to upload everything using the Wi-Fi on my phone. So that sucks. Not the Wi-Fi, the hotspot, but... So I have an excuse not to watch this right now, right now, before the episode started. But I will watch this video in full. Yes, I will watch this video in full, and I will get back to you. I, I've already summoned Succubus and all sorts of stuff on this podcast. I'm not worried about it. However, these comments, there's a lot of them, seem to think that it is really good. Now, I know what you're thinking. Jason, are you going to play a bit of the audio? Because I'm sure you have the audio. Now, here's the thing. Now, I could say I'm going to cut out the outro, you know, thanks for listening to the show, all of that stuff, and just end with a little bit of this audio, but come on, guys, that would be completely irresponsible of me to play a possibly cursed audio clip trying to force men to worship Satan and suck dick. I am above that. I could not in good conscience end this episode with audio playing from that video. So, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. You crave a man's cock deep down in the depths of your soul. You are a homosexual. That's what you want. That's what you need. That's your desire. That's your destiny. You are now a coxicker. Feel the immense, dominant, 
overwhelming presence of the dark side. It's filling the room and surrounding you now. The thick heaviness is weighing on your mind and body. Open up to it now. Feel it enveloping you and penetrating you. The demon lord is taking you. You have invited Satan into your mind and